Okay, today's daf is Psachim daf Lamin Gimel. We are on Lamin Beis. I mean Beis. Just by the way, if you're doing taking a note, it was about a year ago. I think Ches Teves was our first daf Yemi. Sure, maybe Test Teves. So we're Baruch Hashem a year into uh, daf Yemi, a year and a, a year and a day or so. So uh, if you're if you're still holding a daf a day, you, you got a year under your belt. Okay. So we are on Lamed Beis, Lamed Beis, about 12 lines up, Afraf Papa Hadar Bey. So just to refresh our memories from 24 hours ago, we had the question of what is the minimum shear for eating truma that makes one, meaning if you're a czar, you're not, you're not a kayan, you eat truma, halach is your chay, the karen, the chaymish. What is the minimum size? So we had two words in the Torah that indicate the halacha. We have the classic achila. We know when it comes to kol terakula, achila means a kazayas. We know that when it comes to, you know, making a bracha achreina, whatever, achila means a kazayas. Eat chelev, achila, that's called chayev chatas. And then we had another word which said v'nasan, that you have to give. Giving has to be a shavaputa. So the question was, does it need to be a shavapruta? Does it need to be a kazayas? Then we mentioned that there was a there was a sheet of Rav Papa. The Rav Papa said that Abba Shol held that <clears throat> you need to have both. You need to have the value of a pruta, and it needs to be a kazayas in volume. And then if you ate that, then you're chayiv to pay karen v'chaymish. That's called eating truma b'shaygeg. But the Gemara said, if Afra Papa Hadabe, that's today's daf, Rav Papa went back on what he said, and really he holds that according to Abba Shol, all you need to do is eat something worth a pruta, even if it's less than a kazayas. Now, how are we going to see that Rav Papa went back? So we have 25 lines of Gemara, and in these 25 lines, there's going to be a subtle hint to Rav Papa, and we're going to come back and show how Rav Papa went back on what he said. So the Tani learned in a brisa. So we're going to learn some of the halachas of me'ila, some of the halachas of eating chuma. Just an interesting gemara. So the pasuk in Parshas, I think it's Tav, it says like this: that nefesh ki simal mal v'chata b'shkaga. Someone who is simal mal, you do me'ila and you sinned b'shkaga by mistake. So the pasuk continues. Then you bring a carbon asham l'hashem. You bring an ayil. This is called an asham me'ila. Someone who uh, who is mal behektish. He brings an asham. It's not a chatas, it's called an asham. If you re- recall from the achet from a few months ago, we say an achet for an asham as well. Now, the chata bishkaga, the Pasik says you sinned bishkaga by mistake. What does that mean? Prat lemezid. If you violated me'ila on purpose, you knew that this was owned by the base Hamikdash, by a hektish, and you ate it anyways, you're, you're, you're not going to bring an asham. It's only chata bishkaga they bring an asham. Okay. Seems to be a very nice halacha. Comes the Gemara, the Gemara says like this. Vahalei dinu, isn't it a kavachaymer? Why do I need a pasik to tell me that if someone does me'ila on purpose, b'mezid, you don't bring a carbon, we should have known this already. Why is that? Vahalei dinu, it's a kavachaymer. Umashar mitzvahis, all the other mitzvahis, which means here, loisase, your classic iser daraisa, where there's a chi of kares, halacha is... If you violate uh, an Easter that's a chi of kares or a chi of misa, if you did it by mistake, you bring a chatas, right? Shechayev behen kares, that if you violated them, you would be chayev on kares. So then, poiter behen es you don't bring a karbon if you did it b'shoigeg, 
right? Let's say a person, I'm sorry, if, if you, if you uh, did a amazing, you don't bring a carbon. Let's say someone violates Shabbos, okay? They do toichin, they grind something on Shabbos. Halacha is their chayv skila, okay? Now, if they did it b'shoigeg, they bring a carbon. In a classic example, let's say orchelev, your chayv kares, if you do a b'shoigeg, you bring a carbon. But what do we see? That someone who is amazed, you did it on purpose, you don't bring a carbon. So we know that in Kol Terakula, the only people that are going up to the base of to bring their carbon chatos is someone who did something by mistake. So why would I assume that Asha Mi'ila is different? even It's so chamer that there's a chi of kares still part of Ben Hamezid. When he did it on purpose, you won't bring a carbon. So Mi'ila, She'ema Kares is not so strict. There's no kares there. All it is is misa b'dei shemayim. Ain't I din shapater as amazed that if someone violated mila b'amazed, you should be pater from a carbon. So the gemara now at this point the gemara assumes that kares is more chamor than misa b'dei shemayim. So the gemara says light no. Im amrit b'shar mitzvah shekin lechiyeh b'hen misa. The other averus are not. Misas bidei shemaim. It's only kares, and maybe misas bidei shemaim is worse. Tamar b'meila shechay b'misa. Meila is more chamer because meila has misas bidei shemaim. Now the Gemara here doesn't go into the debate of which one's more chamer. It just sounds like it could be one or the other. It could be that kares is more chamer than misas bidei shemaim, or it could be misas bidei shemaim is more chamer than kares. When we learn Masechta's creases, we'll see how it sounds like kares is worse. But at this point, the Gemara doesn't doesn't indicate e- either way. So th- since I don't know which one's worse, and therefore I cannot have a kavachimer, so how do I know that someone who does me'ila b'mezid is pater from a karban? Back to our pasuk, tamalam rebishkaga, prat l'mezid. If you do b'mezid, you're pater from a karban. So the Gemara asks the obvious question. How, how do you flip-flop in the same sentence? From the Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak, Rav Chiyah Baravin, Hai Tana, this Tana who taught this Baisa, I don't understand. Me'ikara, originally Alim Aleikaris. He thought Karis is worse. Ulova Saif, Alim Misa. He thought Misa Bidei Shemayim is worse. I don't pick one. Whichever one is worse, then we can figure out. Don't, don't make a statement and flip-flop in the middle. So Rav Chiyah Baravin responded, Let me tell you what the Tana meant to say. You're right. Kares is worse than Misa Bidei Shemayim. We're going to see that at length in Masechta's Krisis. However, Loi, we could say that you cannot learn out Me'ila from other Yisurim, from a Kavachimer. I'll tell you why. Because Me'ila is more Chamur than your classic Isser. Why? Im Amr B'Shar Mitzvah Shekein Loi Chiv Behen Misa B'Pachas Mikazayis. Let's say a person takes a half a Kazayis of Chalev. He's not Chayiv Misa, right? However, Me'ila, term of Me'ila, Shechiv B'Misa B'Pachas Mikazayis. Even if you ate less than a Kazayis, as long as it was Shava Pruta, You'd be chayiv misa. So what do you see from there? You see that meila is more chamer than shar mitzvahs, and therefore I cannot learn out meila from other mitzvahs. That's why I needed a pasuk of shigaga. If you're following along, at this point we could have stopped and said, "Hold on a second. You're mentioning something about meila. We see already there's a, there's a situation where something is your chayiv even less than a kazayis. Doesn't that sound like our sugya of truma? And the gemara says yes. But wait a few lines and you see exactly how it fits back into our sugya. So the conversation continues. You should, uh, you know, be, be peaceful. You answered my, my problem. Why are you so happy? 
the Rav of Rav Sheshesh, look, you're happy with my response, but my response isn't good because Rav of Rav Sheshesh, they threw an axe into these words, I meaning they cut through what I said, and they said that what I, my response makes no sense. Why is that? Because Man Shamatle, the Amar, Hazid Bimila Bamisa, who told you this halacha that someone who, who, who violates Me'ila, Bamazid, is Chayav Misa Bideshimayim? That's not so simple. It's not a pasuk in the Torah. It's Rebihi. It's the sheet of Rebi. The Tani learned in the Bray. It's the Hazid Bimila. Someone who does Me'ila Bamazid, Rebi Oimer Bamisa. Okay, so that sheet is Rebi. No, Ba'azhara. It's just a lav, Yechayav Malkus. But there is no Misa. There is no Chayav Misa. So Rebi is the one who holds. The, that, that someone who does something on Mila on purpose, Yechai Misav Deshemaim, and the Bryce says the sheet of Rebbe, and my time of the Rebbe, how does Rebbe know that someone who does Mila, B'meizid is Chayiv Misa, I'm Rabbi Avo, Gomar Chet Chet Mitruma. He learns Xer Shara from Truma, the same way it says, Vilyusu Ulav Chet by Truma. It says, Vichata Bishkaga by Mila, Matruma B'misa, Af Mila B'misa. Just like Chuma's Misa, so Tumila's Misa. Um, enough from that Gzeir Shava, you should have another Drasha, which would ruin our entire conversation. And it should say, Ma'at Chuma Bechazayas, Af Mila Bechazayas. Why tell me that Me'ila is more Chamor than all Yisurim in the Torah? That Me'ila is Chayiv Bepachas Mechazayas? That's not true, because I know this Brisa is Rebbe. Rebbe holds me, Me'ila is only is Chayiv Misa. <laughs> How does he know that from Chuma? But at this point, we only know that Truma is Chayiv B'Kazayis. So Me'ila is also Chayiv B'Kazayis. Who told you that Me'ila is Chayiv even less than a Kazayis? So comes along Rav Papa, and this is where, what the whole Gemara was getting towards. On that, Bryce of of Rav Papa, Rav Papa said, hold on a second. Why are you telling me that there was an axe thrown into your, uh, thrown into your Pshat? Who told you that Rabbi holds like the Chachamim, that the shear of eating truma is a kezayis, and that's why you asked the Kasha that Me'ilo is the same as all the other Yisurim in the Torah? No! He holds the Pasuk says Venasan. Venasan means a Sheva Pruta. That as long as it's a Sheva Pruta, even though it's less than a kezayis, you're chayiv. And that answers the Brisa. And therefore, you can learn out Me'ila from Truma, that you're chayiv in Pachas Mikazayis, and you're still chayiv Misa. And it comes out, you cannot learn Me'ila from a Kabbalah from, from a other, other Isurim. And therefore, the Torah needed to write Bishkaga Prat Lamezin. Fine. That ends that Brisa. But what do we see from here? Rav Papa's explaining the opinion of Abashal, that Abashal holds there's one criteria is it Shava Pruta or not? Hold on a second. The Abishol Tarti boy. The Papa's one that said he needs both according to Abishol. It needs to be a Pruta and a Kazayas. Elashmamina, Haderbe. It must be our Papa went back on what he said, and our Papa holds that all you need according to Abishol is that it has to be worth a Shava Pruta. So we had 20 lines where we started with today's daf, Va'afra Papa Haderbe, and we found the Raya, the source, that our Papa indeed was Haderbe, and he learned that all you need. For that, according to Abishol, in order to be considered violating eating truma, as long as it's shave pruta, we don't care how big it is, as long as it's worth a pruta, you're chayev. Okay. Now, once the Gemara mentioned the brisa of meila, we continue the the brisa. I'll tell you another shot how to understand this comparison between carbon uh, and misa. Me'ila and Shah Mitzvah and Hachikama. This is what the Bryce meant to say. Loi. 
you cannot learn out, meaning the, the Brisa was dealing with one question. Why did the Torah have to write Bishkaga? In Kala Torah Kula, whenever the Pasuk talks about Karbanas, it's talking about Bishagi. We know that, right? So I would assume, by Me'ila as well, when the Torah tells me you bring our carbon asham, it's talking about Bishagig. Why did the Torah have to say Bishkaga? That was the question. And what's the premise of the question? The premise is that it should be a Kavachimer. If all other Isurim are, are, uh, are only Chayev a carbon Bishagig, so to Me'ila should only be Chayev a carbon Bishagig. So the Gemara says, lie. That's not what, this is what the, so the, after saying this, the Gemara says, lie. In Amr Bashar Mitzvah, you're telling me when it comes to other mitzvahs, that there's no, meaning other laven, that there's no carbon when you do a bemezid. Maybe that's, maybe that's because other Yisurim in the Torah are not so chamur. Not so chamur, they need to bring a carbon bemezid. How do I know they're not so chamer? Because the Torah doesn't say that you're chayev she'ein mischaven ke mischaven. What does that mean? So this is going back to Masechta Shabbos days. Shem mischaven lachtaches atalosh. Let's say a person is sitting in his lawn on his lawn uh, Shabbos afternoon in his uh, negative five degree Minnesota weather, and he looks down. He has some growth of cucumbers. He thinks he's picking up a cucumber that was detached from the ground. Mischaven. Uh, to pick up which is fine. You're cutting the cucumber that's already detached. However, he cut the wrong thing. You're putter for bringing a chatos. What is this known as? This is known as misasek. You were in the middle of doing one thing. You didn't realize what you were doing ended up causing something else. So, just b- briefly, misasek, just, the easy way to remember what misasek is that you never had a chance to ask a shayla. Right, your classic Dover Shaina Mishavin, the question is, Rabbi, I know if I walk by that driveway, the light's going to go on. Or the ring, uh, you know, the ring doorbell is going to activate. Can I do that on Shabbos? That's a shayla of Dover Shaina Mishavin. I don't have Kavana for that, but I know it's going to happen. Misasik is, I didn't even realize what was happening until after the fact. I thought. This cup was, uh, you know, detached from the table. I'm assuming this, you know, will be a problem. I thought this cucumber was detached, and I picked it up. It was, it was attached. So I just uprooted. I, I plucked a cucumber on Shabbos. That's called mesasik. Halachas and Shabbos and all other isurim in the Torah. Your putter. There's a machlekes if you didn't do anything at all. But let's assume your putter. That's called mesasik. However, when it comes to Me'ila, we know, we're not going to get into the details, but we know that by Me'ila, it's not true. Let's say a person was cold, okay? The same fellow on a Shabbos afternoon, it's freezing outside. He has a throw, right? And he, he has a wool throw. He assumes it's from the Chulin sheep, but really it's from the carbon Euler sheep. And... He was warming himself up with this throw that is me'ila. Halach, even though he did it by mistake, he thought it was totally fine. Shema, you did me'ila and you chayav a carbon. So my is we showed him how we know that. Rashi says, because the Torah says, bishkaga, even bishkaga, all types of shagig, even masasig, you chayav. Taisus and other, other Rishonim have more of a lamdish reason. They say that when it comes to misasig, there's a halacha called misasig. There's no such thing as misasig bechalav and vaarayas. Let's say a person eats chalav, but he was misasig. He didn't realize what he was doing. He thought it was kosher. Halachas, you're still over because you had hana. If someone had hana, you cannot call that misasig. So they learned that shot why here 
you'd be chayiv by um, by by me'ila. But either way, right? The that was the response. How could you tell me I could for sure know me'ila from Shari Surim? One second, Shari Surim much more meikel. You're not chayiv on the sasik. Me'ila you're chayiv on the sasik. That was one way of learning it. Of Nachman Yitzchak Amar, a similar way. Hachi ka'amar. This is what the response was like. Don't learn out me'ila from Shari Surim and say I don't need the pasuk. I do need the pasuk. If you learn out from other Surim, there's no iser. There's no chiv to bring a carbon when you were misasik versus not being misasik. Meaning someone who is not who someone who is someone who. Um, Someone who is, it's a funny way of saying it. Sheim is asik, kim asik. That someone who did it on purpose, that he wasn't misasik, that is not like misasik. She miskamin like biyasatala, shuchatech hasam chubar shapater. Meaning, in other words, misasik is pater. This is basically the same thing that we said before. Term of meila, how could you compare that to meila? Shem hoishi yadi leklili to chayfetz. A different way of having hana by mistake is where a person put his hand, you know, behind his couch to grab that toy. And the sach yadeh b'shem and She had oil of hektish that was there. I don't know what it was doing there, but it smeared against his arms. He had hana. He didn't have in mind for it, but still, that's called misasek shema. You'd be mob hektish. Either way, you cannot compare meila to shari surim. We're back to square one. That we need the pasuk of bishkaga. That was the first sugya of today's daf. The second sugya, which is going to go back to lamed bezim and aleph, amar mar. We learned in a brisa. The whole discussion of a, of, a, of, a, of a czar that's eating truma on Pesach, that's chametz, that whole discussion that you pay mishalim karen v'chaymish, that, that uh, food item that is called chametz and truma, that's only b'mafresh truma, someone who separated truma from dough before it became chametz, and then v'hachmitza, then it became chametz. What does that mean? That means when you make, when you bake dough, when you bake matzah, it's not chametz at that point. Chametz is the, the leavening of the dough. So at some point, it's not chametz. Every matzah you have, you hope it's not chametz, right? You have to bake it within 18 minutes. A lot of details. We'll get to it uh, over the next few prakim and a few daf. So let's say you, you, you're, you're baking matzah on Pesach. Don't do this at home, but people used to do that. You're baking matzah. You did a fresh challah. Let's say it was truma and you took off truma. So at that point, it wasn't chametz. And, and then hechmitza, eleven. You didn't bake it. It became chametz. There's a whole discussion. How do you, how do you be mafresh challah on Pesach? That's a mishnah later on. But either way, that's the only time you can have an example of truma that's chametz. However, I will hefresh chametz truma. But if a person had chametz on Pesach and he separated some chametz to make it into truma or do a fresh challah, we're just using that for an easier easier example. That doesn't work. That, that was what the Bryce has said on Lamad Bezim and Aleph. And the question is, why not? Why not? L'chaira, one could argue that I had challah here. I separated a piece of challah. I separated dough. I gave it to the kain. It's tameh. It's chametz. It's chame, it's, okay, but it should work. The, mission, the Bryce has said it doesn't work. I mean, no, how do I know? Where do I see in the Torah that this is not true? Amar Avnachem Yitzchak Amar The Pasuk says, it says, we'll just read some of the Pasuk. You have to give to the kain. And what do you learn? You're giving it to the kain, but not that he throws it in the garbage, to, that he's going to throw it into the fire. Don't give something to the kain that's not roi la Rav I'll ask you, Akasha, we learned in a Mishnah in Trumois, you cannot, let's say a person has tahar 
grain, and he had to separate truma. Now, halachically, there are times where you could separate from one pile to the other pile. Let's say some of it was tamay, some was tar. You should not separate minat tamea from a tamay portion for the tahira. It's not nice. However, from taram, if you did it, bishayeg, truma, say truma. It worked. Hold on a second. Why don't we say the same din, that we have to give it to the kai, not that he throws it in the garbage, not that he puts it in the fire. So the Gemara says, a fundamental yusayi we find throughout shas like kasha hasam. The Mishnah in Shumos is talking about hoiseloi shas hakaisha. That at the time that this tevel, this grain, at some point was not tame. It was shas hakaisha. There was a time where it was fine, and therefore the truma works. That that's not part of the din of titi and loy Hach and our brisa loy hoiseloi shas hakaisha. The dough that you're giving truma was never fit to be eaten. And the Gemara asks, how is that, how is that possible? What's the case? That it became chametz while it was still attached to the ground. While it was still attached to the ground, it got wet, and it became chametz at that point. All the Rishonim are bothered by it. One second. So how do you grow wheat to make matzah? You have to, it can't get wet, it's not going to grow. So the aside that the Shochanar says, Arachayim Simen Tav Samach Zayin, I think he quotes the, uh, he quotes the Rashba, that the only time it can become chametz when it's attached to the ground is if it's totally dry. If it's totally dry and it's no longer being yonik, yonik from the, uh, from the karka, it's no longer eating from the ground, it's, it's totally, um, it's, it's dried out at that point, it just happens to be, it's still attached to the ground, then it could become chametz. So those involved in, 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 in uh, matzah production, they figured it out. But this was the case. Now, what's interesting about that, that you don't, you're not chayim and truma until it's racist digancha. It has to be made into dagan, into grain, right? We had all discussion of bakri. We'll actually talk about that in, uh, on Daflam and Hey, like Daflam and Vav, talking about that again. The sugi we had many times of at what point are you chayim and truma? But you're not chayim and truma when it's attached to the ground. So it became chametz before it ever had a shasa kosher that you could have given truma. That's when we say titan lev lelor. Have achmetz betalosh. It became chametz once it was already detached. Hachinami dekacha inachinami. You could in fact make it. Uh, it, it, it would work if you made it truma. So Amalei of Nachmetzik responds. In you're right because there is even piskam of mamar kadisha sheilta. So this is a pasuk in Daniel, which is Aramaic. Interesting. So he says that this thing was uh, was exera from. From the Malachim Akdashim, which is Irin Piskama, Irin means people that stay that stay awake, the Malachim, that Tamil Chachamim who are like Malachi Asharis, they agree to it, the Khaimarn, the Midrasha Kivasi, they paskin like me, that it's it's uh, the only time that it will not have a chalais truma is when it became chametz when it was still attached to the ground. Okay. Does it matter that it still just goes Laura? Right. So we have Lila Lara, right? So you have to figure out why, how did that drush, how do you learn it from that drasha? But we, we answered the, the stira, right? You're right, you have to go back to the mission on Truma, so what's on the car for that? L'chara leiv l'lara should sound like it should never work. Even l'chara, even by Truma Tamei on Truma Taira. Yeah, I don't know, I didn't, I didn't look up the Mishnah. Okay. If you want to look it up, it's, uh, we'll look, it's, it's Menachas Chadafofei, Truma's Perak Beis, Mishnah Beis. Okay, maybe afterwards we'll spend two minutes. He also Rav Huna Beit Yeshua. I'm going to give him a base. Omar, he said like this, a different source for the concept of separating truma. Amakra, the Pasuk says, racious, 
which means Reish is the Gonchal Yisrael Reish Chavit Zerecha. Before it says Tite Lo, it's the beginning of the pasuk. What does it mean? She Shiorah Nikarin LiYisrael. Halacha is that it has to be Shiorah Nikarin. I'll give you an example. We learned many halachas from this fact. One of them is that let's say a person, you have, I don't know, you're making challah, right? So, I don't know, sometimes people do this as a schus. It's actually based on the Pasuk, I think, in Yechesko, that there's a schus for, uh, maybe it's Yeshaya, for, uh, for, for, for being mafresh chala. You have a birachta, I think the Pasuk says. There is some type of segula uh, for doing chala. So let's say a person is on one of these chats, or let's say your wife is on a chat, and they're making chala. But she has no use. She has no room in the freezer. She doesn't care for the chala, no one to give it to. Can she make a dough and separate the whole thing as chala? And put the whole thing and burn the whole thing, and because she doesn't need actual chala, but she wants to do hafroshas chala yiratzayin and say the bracha. Does that work? So halacha is befeirish that you cannot do that. You you need to leave over something, meaning you have to separate. Has to be the beginning that you need shiareha. You need remnants to be able to be eaten. So it's the 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 halachic term is is a hamafresh koli sasei chala, or ha'isa koli sasei chala, you take your entire dough and make it chala, that doesn't work. You have to actually have some dough that you're going to eat. So in, in a similar way, it has to be shashiorani karni yisrael. That the shiorah, the leftover, meaning racist, you're separating some of it. But there has to be some leftover. Yatzazazu, shein shiorani karni. You can't eat the rest of it because it's chametz. So therefore, that's the source that it would not work. Okay. That was sugya number two. Sugya number three of our daf is as follows. And we'll see how this connects to something we learned on yesterday's daf. Yosef Rav Acha Barav Avya Kamidi Rav Chistav Yosef Amr Meshmeda B'Yechanan. Anavim Shenitmu. Let's see, he had grapes that became tame. So, Darchan Pachis Pachis Mikabetsa. So I'm trying to figure out how do, how do I get wine from the grapes? It's like a riddle. I have tame grapes, and I want wine from these grapes in order to be kosher l'nesachem. They were amiram, they weren't bringing any nesachem on the base of Mikdash, but they wanted to know, or either they eat chulim b'tahara, or they just wanted to know how, how it would work, a riddle. So the way to do it is darchan, you press it, pachais pachais mikabetza, that you want the grape to be less than a, the shear of a beitza. If the, she, if the grapes are less than the, a beitza, very interesting how the Gemara uses the term, but basically if the grape is less than the size of an egg, then the wine that comes out of it, even if it touches the grape, the grape is less than the shear of beitza. A beitza is the shear that can make, uh, can, that can convey tumma to other things, and therefore there's a way out of it. So darch and pachas pachas make a beitza. Find these small grapes that are less than the beitza of a kashlan nesachem. You can bring that wine from nesachem. So the gemara is going to figure out what's going on here. Alma must be like this because savar he must hold that mashkin mifkar pekidi that the juice inside the fruit is mifkar pakid. Those that learned the mesechtas ksubis back in yeshivas, so you know da mifkar pakid or or the other way. That's also coming up soon in a, in a few months. We learn mesechtas ksubis, but in a similar way, we actually touched upon this on Masech the Shabbos. How do we view juice inside a fruit? Is it mifkar pikidi, which if you look at the shayrish, a pikadon, a deposit, there's a lot of liquid deposited in this grape, but it's not absorbed halachically, and it's, and it's not considered part and parcel of the fruit. 
So since it's mifkar pakid, it's not tummy. It's a separate entity inside the grape. So when it comes out, that's when it becomes tummy. So if it comes out and the grape itself is smaller than a kazayas, it cannot convey tummy, convey tumma to it. So mashkin mifkar pekidi. Now leimas come in tame. When does the grape juice become tame? Lechisachet lehu. When you squeeze it. Lechisachet lehu leisei leshiure. Hold on a second. When you when you um, when you when you're squeezing it, doesn't have the shear because you don't have the shear of a beitza, and therefore there's no the the grape will not make the wine tame. So Gemara says, okay, Ihachi, that's true. Your scenario, kabeitza nami. If it's true that the grape juice is considered a separate entity. So kabetsanami, even if you if you have the size of an egg, it also won't be the tummy of the wine. The exact size of an egg. Tahirin is tar. Why? Because once the first drop comes out, it diminishes the shear of the grape. The grape is no longer the size of an egg. So not only pachas mi kabeitza, even kabeitza mamish. So Mark says, you're right. Okay, fine. But, but it's not a good idea. Hasam, you're right. The avad, the avad, that case told me the avad. And therefore, you're right. It would, it would diminish from the shir. The riddle was, what could I do lechatchila? We're not going to allow people to do this. Because What if it's a drop more than a beitza? So then the grape is a little bit bigger. So even that first drop of juice doesn't diminish it. To below the Bates level, so it's not a good idea. Hold on, so the juice is not tame right? Right. If you hold Mifkat Pekidi, then exactly the size of Kabeitza of grape is including a certain amount, percentage of just... Of the juice. So it's not actually a Kabeitza. So it's not weight, it's volume. So it has the same, it has the same so volume. volume of fruit. Right, but the problem is you're, you're assuming that the you drop... Of, drop yeah, so it's a very interesting thing here. We're saying Mifkat Pekidi in in so in so far that th- it doesn't get affected by the fruit its host fruit but it's included but in the 100% the yeah yeah you're right this is split your hair over this 100% that's <laughs> like mar says good fine Amar layer of chisur of chisur. Now this was the real back and forth. So of chisur responded, "What are you talking about? Man sayis lach rabbiyechen rabbi. Who's going to listen to you? Vichituma shabehen lehechen halcha. What do you mean? The the grape was tame." And the wine was part of the grape, and it became tummy. What happened to it? What is he old? Mashkin mivlabli. We don't say like damifkat We don't say the yain is a separate entity inside the grape. We're saying it's totally absorbed. Once you made the grape tummy, automatically tamale mashkin. The juice became tummy as well. So amale. So comes You don't hold that mashkin is mipkat. We just mentioned this tamei meis. You have a tamei meis. He squeezes a, a grape the size of a beitza. Halach is tahirin because that first drop that comes out diminishes the size. Now, makes sense why everything's tahar, because they never became tame while they were inside the olive or inside the grape. You don't know what you're talking about. That Mishnah was talking about something else. What was the Chiddush there? There, we were saying that grapes, they were regular grapes that were never had 
Mashkin put on it. We know this, we spent many daf on this in the first parak of Psachim, that in order for fruit to become muchshel akabotoma, it needs to be, have, have gotten wet. V'chiyutan mayim al zera. You need liquids to go on, on top of it. These grapes were dry. They were never muchshel akabotoma. Le'emas, miskashri, when does it become muchshel akabotoma? Le'chisachilu, when you squeeze it, yayin is one of the yad shachadam, that first letter is, is yud, yayin is one of the seven liquids. So grape juice goes on the grape, and it makes it mochshelakamatum, but at that time, kisachalu batzalishura. When you squeeze the grape, you just lost the shear. That is why the Mishnah says that it's tahar. Now, if you don't tell me that, if you don't go with me, had the talent in a going back, this is circling back to our sugya, Lamad Bezim and Alfi mentioned, we spoke about a, uh, you know, chametz of truma that you, that you would not have any hanaf from. That, that there's no use for it. So do you pay back with Damim? Do you pay back with the Mida? And the Gemara brought a, a brisa, Halamaza Daime. That conversation is a similar conversation to the following case. We have Trumas Zesim Va'anavim that became Tame. So why is this different? Because we tried to compare regular Truma that became Tame to, to Chametz that's Truma. We said Chametz is Truma. Truma, that's chametz. You have no use for it. So therefore, it's valueless. Maybe you shouldn't have to pay back. So the Gemara said, what do you mean? Every time you have truma, that's tame, there's also no value. So the Gemara responded that truma, that's tame, you could burn. So comes the Gemara. The Gemara and Lama Bezalel said, hold on a second. I'll find you a case. Truma, that's tame. It doesn't help to burn it. Which case is that? You had tutim va'anovim, these uh, berries or olives and grapes, which aren't good firewood. Sheimoy heter hachilev heter hasaka. So hold on a second. You're telling me that there's a way to eat grape juice or eat olive oil by squeezing the small ones. Well, look at that brisa. The brisa said there's no way to eat tutin va'anavim shnitma. She'en le'baloi hetter achila v'loi hetter asaka. Ha hetter achila nami yisbei. I do have a way to eat it. Di'i boi darach lehu pachas pachas nikabetza. If you're right that the juice is mifkar pocket. It's not part of the olive. It's not part of the grape. So why are you telling me that grapes or olives that became tame are, are, are valueless? What do you mean? <laughs> I have this hop, this riddle. I can squeeze if it's less than the beitza, right? So my rava, you're right. But in that case, there's a gzera. There's a reason why we don't allow you to eat it. Gzera duma asi takala. If I allow you to do the shtick, you'll squeeze grapes, and they're smaller than a beitza, and the juice is not tame, but the grapes are tame. People are going to be very confused. I can eat this, but I can't eat that, right? I can, the juice I can eat, but the grapes are tame. They're going to get confused, and therefore, asi buhu li takala. People are going to end up making mistakes. We'd rather you be over the derisa of wasting churma than squeeze it papas papas. Ah, Saying how you let it burn it if it's more like Kasha, I don't even. If ya, here's Kasha, if Yayin is Mifkat Pukid, that means at that point it's not Tame. So how you let it burn it? You're burning Truma, which, which, which part of it is tar. I don't know. I think it's, it's an awesome question. I don't know. Okay. So the Gemara says, Amle Abaya Abaya responds, Micha Shino Takala. Are we for takalava? We're allowed to do things with truma that's tame. You're allowed to burn it. So how are you allowed to do that? Aren't we afraid you're going to eat the bread or 
or use the olive oil for your uh, salad dressing. Sarmalei, no, pazarkalei ben eitzim. Halacha is, if you look at the Kitta Shulchan Aruch, and I'm just joking, but in, in, in those days, their Kitta Shulchan Aruch on how to handle truma, that's Tameh, there was a detail. That when you had pas, before you burnt it, Zarek lay bin eitzim, you had to make sure you threw it amongst the, the logs, that it becomes dirty and disgusting, that nobody will ever be, be able to eat it. The same thing applies to shaman. Shaman shal truma ramile bichlimas. There's a way to handle it to specifically remind you not to eat it. So it makes sense that. So typically we do. We are concerned for takala. In these situations, we we navigated the problem. But in a regular case, we have grapes that have juice in it. We are concerned that if I allow you to drink the juice, you might be asi bhule de takala, and therefore. There is no heter to eat them. Okay, Ashikach.